I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, Jew. Hi, Jew. <laughs> Don't look so surprised. I'm a lovely person. Welcome back to Pretty Good Friends, a friend's podcast between Pretty Good Friends. We're here today to discuss season two, episode two, the one with the breast milk and uh, a Jew who's very proud of his heritage, which originally aired on September 28th, 1995. Um, uh, that that was the week of, uh, of Yom Kippur, I think. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what times were like for the Jews back then. I don't know how they compare to times now. Hungry. But yes, probably a hungry day. Um, oh, I don't think September 20th itself was Yom Kippur. I think it was, oh, it was the Yom Kippur season. Yeah, got it. It was the uh, the, the the ten days of repentance. Actually, this is September twenty eighth, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, is that? Oh, so isn't that the the OJ verdict? Well, uh, well the, that that's how I know that because the OJ verdict is October third, nineteen ninety five. Uh huh. And that was the era of Yom Kippur. Yeah, so that's how I know that this episode is during the uh, ten days uh, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yep, my parents had a lot of very disappointed friends who were very excited about the fact that OJ Simpson was going to get his sentence on the day of judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did get his sentence, or, or, yeah, he, or well, he got his verdict. Well, yes, they thought he was going to get uh, a different verdict. Um, yeah, well, because usually, usually murdering people, you get a different well, verdict. If, but if I may paraphrase, uh, paraphrase uh, Chris Rock, um, you're these friends of your parents who were excited to win, like what were they going to win? Like, yeah. were they going to get an OJ prize in the mail? <laughs> um, well, I guess they would. They wanted to win the benefit of society of a double murderer being in prison. Yeah, I think I mean, that's a reasonable. It's a, it's a reasonable thing to root for. Sure, it's a very marginal benefit, to, like one celebrity, you know, three thousand miles away. But you know, there's a lot of murderers out there. I think probably, and they they shouldn't be. People and they should all be in jail. I agree. Um, it reminds me, Jonathan Chait had a line once. Um, this is a, a very different era, like uh, when things were much less crazy in many ways. Uh, but he said, "There's plenty of people I hate um, more than George Bush, but most of them are murderers." <laughs> so, uh, which uh, you know, at the time, it's uh, it's funny. Uh, we, it's quaint how George Bush is so like you know, <laughs> oh, George Bush is amazing. <laughs> yeah, rel- like he was relatively normal. You know, all right, he started a war, and relatively normal, died, but, yeah. probably meant well. Yeah, could be, could be, yeah. in, you know, made lots of bad decisions, it, but wasn't actively impact. trying to end democracy or or you know, you know, things yeah. like that. So, so. A, a big thing that I was that that moves me these days in terms of like who I could ultimately at least like tolerate is kind yeah. of like we, we were talking about I think this general concept offline before yeah. um, people who are responsive to incentive structures at least like they might be despicable but like they could be shamed into doing the right thing they could be like motivated well shame be, is a shame is just not a commodity that exists anymore like in I, general. I think it still exists for some people there's uh, you know certain people do, yeah. and to social media has, has really stripped. where it's where it's just like you can't like some people it's just like there's nothing you can do I'll you'll I'll triple down if you shame me yeah George Santos is like, like people are saying, well, people have never been expelled or so rarely been expelled from Congress before. It's like, yeah, because usually when all these indictments right, came they resign, they would resign and run away over over much less. Right. Yeah. One of if one of the scandals was true. Yeah. Uh, of the 12 or whatever different things yeah. that he lied about. Um, yeah. So um, different times, different verdicts. We jump on in. To the episode written by Adam Chase and Ira Unger later and directed by Michael Lembeck. But before we do that, we'll check out Pearl Jam. So I, I'm going to say that, that uh, tonight we're going to we're the show is going to be about friends. I actually don't know what I'm talking about exactly. 
So we start out in Monica and Rachel's place, and everyone is like pinching Ben's cheeks and saying how cute he is and kissing his face. And Monica gives him a pair of sneakers. And Carol decides to, um, you know, change the mood in the room, I would say, for certain of these folks by whipping out one of her boobs and starting to feed that baby with one of them. And uh, Joey and Chandler are just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They just like they race over the other side of the room. Their excuses that they were going to hang out with the spoons. Yeah. But especially when you're like a single 20 something male who doesn't really have friends who are have kids yet and you're not exposed to that. I understand sort of their like, you know, discomfort. I was on a flight once from Warsaw to Chicago. And I was in like okay. the it was like a three four three, and in the middle four section was a uh, a woman, who, a, a mother, and her baby, and me were the three people in the middle four seats. Okay. And at one point in the flight, she was breastfeeding her child, but she did it a way which I've never really seen before, which is she removed her shirt entirely, um, and like the baby was nursing on one side, and the other side was just you know, uh, in the breeze basically. And I, I'm not here to pass any judgment, but it was I was very uncomfortable at the time because I didn't know what to do. I felt like I I I had lost like 180 degrees of my like appropriate like vision cycle, right? Because I didn't want to I want I didn't want to act unusual, but I didn't want you know. Anyways, you see what I'm saying here? Totally. So I understand running to play with the spoons. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The dish ran away with the spoons. Yes. Um. So Ross is like, guys, you're just gonna have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. It's first, first of all, like, like no, they don't. Just because like their their friend's ex wife who's a lesbian now, you're not gonna get used to it. Yeah, yeah like it, that this, like in a normal situation, this is not occurring that much. Yeah, in, for Chandler and Joey, like this, yeah. you know, they, they shouldn't. Be I mean, in the larger sense, you have to get used to it because in the next yeah, ten years, yeah, you're gonna have friends. In the next yes. ten years, correct? But they they, not, they have not time. This week, this woman is not should not be in your life on a daily basis. Yeah, probably. Um, he's like this is it's like the most beautiful natural thing in the world and joey's like i totally agree i just don't like that there's a baby sucking on it yeah which was uh like i like that one that was a good line um and ross is like well if you have any questions like ask carol she'll be happy to answer them i don't know why like oh like they have don't they have questions they just think it's gross but they like, do ask some good questions yeah they ask some good questions but then yeah. joey asks what will happen if he blows into one will the other one get bigger yeah that's one of the good questions Yo, that, that was a good question okay yeah, um, I don't think it will. Mm-hmm. Um, I've the never question, tried that. Here's the question that I have: um, What's with the putting of the breast milk on the wrist? Like, I've seen it in pop. It's like the way to to, to gauge the temperature. I understand that, but but why do you have to put it on your wrist? Why not anywhere else? Like, why not? It almost seems as crazy as Larry David bopping his nose <laughs> into coffee. So I think your everybody are, does this, and I don't I know think why. Fi- fingers are more sensitive. I think. Okay, but what about your palm? What about I don't know the back of your hand? I think palm would work too. I don't know, but it's but it's always like maybe right, no. Like I think your I think your palm is also sensitive, like like that, like like touch touch yeah. that part, I'm gonna and then like touch secret. and then touch I, like I, the middle never, of your hand. I never. It's do. for sure more sensitive. Yeah, you're also not and supposed to microwave it. You're supposed to like put it in like a in like a warm yes. water. So well, the microwave thing is because when you microwave Air liquids, pockets. they don't it doesn't always cook evenly, Equal, and then you evenly. could end up with a yeah. hot spot that could like yes. burn the baby's mouth. Yes, yes, um, I remember which, all this. Which our baby um, baby nurse did. She didn't actually successfully burn the baby's oh. mouth. Oh, well, I was going to say she, I put it in the microwave a few times. You just shake it really hard, and you wait a minute. Whatever, I'm a bad father. But she was <laughs> she was about to give her a bottle that came out of the microwave that had melt that had melted. That melted. That definitely Wait, how, what was it? The microwave for five minutes. <laughs> All right. I don't uh, know. But like when she when we saw I, her I was holding the, to like when we saw her seconds. Holding, 
No, but I saw her when we saw her when we saw her holding the bottle, like the the bottle had the like shape started. Was yes. Yeah. Yes. So like for sure the milk in it was way too hot. Yeah. The formula that, that, breast milk. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Like well, thank God, like my wife like saw it like right before she was she, about she to feed I don't it. Know, like, she didn't notice it. Like, hey, this is a a modern art uh bottle that they're using. Well, it wasn't well, it wasn't like that much, but she my wife just saw her take it out of the microwave. Mm. And she's like, did you just like, did you just take that out of the microwave? She's like, yeah, what's the problem? And and then she's like, you, can, you can't do that. And she's like, and she's like, I look at it. Like, it's like a little like tilted even. She's like, oh, yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't notice. Yeah, that's not good. She's like, you idiot. Like, and then we like fired her. She also did like other stupid things. Like she, oh. she was like, she was clearly, she, we, didn't, we didn't like pay for a good baby nurse. Um, We got from like one of those like Jesus. cheaper services. No, I'm serious. It was like not expensive because my wife always likes to like not spend money on things, and then we get shit like shit service and shit products, and end up oh, having okay. to spend more money to get actual things that are uh, useful. We do this like we've done. Like she's finally learning that like it's okay. worth it to spend like the extra little bit of money and actually get like a good thing rather than trying to save money. Um, okay, rather than this shit, baby nurse, so good guy. No, she was incompetent. She was like very not qualified. I'm telling. Yeah. Like, I I told you one story of like six yeah. that were that are all absurd mm. for someone yeah. whose job is to take care of babies. Like, yeah, she was much dumber than me. Yeah, we had a babysitter like, once who's like a dumb ch- man who never had a baby before. Like yeah. she's supposed to be a baby nurse. Like this is like her expertise. We had a babysitter drop uh, our child all the way down from the top of the stairs to the bottom of the stairs. Oh my god! Because uh, she was watching one child, we were watching the other children. She was watching the baby, and all of a sudden, we heard like a bowling ball bonk, 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 and then screaming. And we went to see what happened. We're like, "What the fuck?" And she just left the house. The babysitter. She just left. She like left her purse that like her stuff was at our house. She just walked away. And then her like sister came over to like collect her stuff. That like later that day or the next day, it was insane. Yeah. No. The issue is that like. It's a very important job yeah. for, the, for the people for who, yeah, to, for the people for whom are hired are the the employers. Yeah. And the only qualification seems to be: Are you a female that is willing to work for the lowest amount of money possible? Well, well, hopefully you have an interview process. That we <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm saying what I'm no, literally no, saying. Like no, when you go through these, no, we've interviewed when you go through these services, though, it's yeah. like they oh, just, they'll Jen, just whoever they can get in this get assigned to people. They'll they'll yeah. just give you. And, and Jen Jen has called them to warn them of like criminal behaviors. And then she will like find out that that company is still like sending this person out in interviews because yeah they have no moral or ethics like yeah th- there, there should be any, liability there but anyone that they can, can get a commission on they will place like yeah um yeah no we had we had some real winners over the but years but some I assume are good people so, I, I'm not saying any of them are bad people they're just yeah. not good they're just not good babysitters. <laughs> I mean, the, the one I would also, I would be a horrible babysitter. Yeah. Do not hire me to be a babysitter for your newborn baby. Well, a manny? That's like a woman who wants to be a. There could be plenty of good mannies. I would not be one of them. I would be I terrible at that job. Friends, you do this. Oh no, but I'm just saying there could be a good manny. Yeah. I just would be horrible. I That's would be an horrible. iconic Friends line. Well, yeah. I will save it for the episode. Okay, if we make yeah. it that far. When 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 Monica and Rachel very uh, say yeah yeah, what's the end of that sentence? And then he goes with King. Right. I don't even remember. Yeah, all right, we'll get there. Ross is compl- Ross is complaining about the manny. Yeah, he doesn't want to. Ma- He's like, a man can't be a nanny. That's like a woman who wants to be a. And then, and then, under intense pressure, he uh, finished the sentence with the king. Got it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good joke, which I yes. remembered for twenty years. And yeah, it's a good one. I, but, I, I like but, one. but but you remember this breast milk episode, which I had no idea coming in what was said about what it was going. Yeah, to be I remember that. I remember everyone drinking the breast milk and it being a thing about mm-hmm. like who's willing to drink the breast milk and not. And have you uh, have you ever tried breast milk? I don't think so. Mm. Um. I mean, I, Jenna had no issue with me trying it, but I and I was sort of curious, but I never did. And I'm not even sure. I can't explain it. I have this like 
You can't explain why you didn't drink breast milk. Yeah, I mean, it, like, doesn't I don't think it would taste good. Why it's supposed to be good, isn't it? It's like sweet, isn't it? I don't. I, I don't think people say it tastes good. Why are the babies drinking it? <laughs> babies are stupid. They don't have a choice. <laughs> um, my seven year old, my seven year old decided last two weeks ago that she's a vegetarian. Yeah, we told her she's yeah. not, and we're not yeah. accommodating <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, I like religiously refuse to taste things while I'm cooking, and I have no idea why. But like, I I want the dish to be like pristine, like the first taste oh. to be when it's presented on. The I don't table. usually I don't taste that much when I cook things. But Jen thinks it's very strange to me, and I think it no, probably yeah. is. Maybe um, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, no. I usually like. I don't know. I know my recipe. I know what it's gonna taste like. No, but but I, but like but no, but like I don't want like anybody taking a piece before it's put on the table either. Or like you know, like I don't know. But um, and anyways, and then Jen told me that my mother does this also, which she had no- my mother that Jen had noticed. So apparently, that's the reason for my psychosis in this respect. Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't taste things even when I do uh, desire to know what they taste like. Okay, fair enough. Um, and and I'm and I'm past the tasting breast milk stage because that stage I think really should be limited to your significant other and your mother. <laughs> um. Yeah. Or or yeah. I guess a wet nurse people. Thought it was the mother. Yeah, but I'm saying as as an adult man, it'd be a little weird if I went to the. West oh, West. as an adult man, sorry, yes, yes. I just yeah. thought you meant like in the course of your lifetime. No, no, no. For a baby, you get it from wherever you get it from. Well, usually it's still the mother. Yeah, <laughs> you get I, I, I gave one of my kids uh, a bottle from my sister once. I remember. Right, some people do that. Right, they pump and she, they... she she had like extra and like right. the free. It was I think like frozen. Like, yeah, yeah, people yeah, did all that stuff exactly. And so she's like, it's gonna go to waste. And so I'm, and she, I'm like, okay, well, all right. Yeah, we paid a lot of money for formula for those. I, th- I, I think I never told my wife about that bottle because I think I felt like it would have offended her. <laughs> all right, um, like you gave your sister's milk to my son. You know, I don't know. Yeah, so we um, we head out to. Well, you've done much Pro- worse things with Chester bodily fluids. Okay, trust me. That's how we got in the situation. I have? No, I'm saying I'm saying Jen. Ah, okay, good. Yeah, no, she should she should be doing things with bodily fluids of of, 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 she, of of all sorts of clusters. I'm just saying she shouldn't be so offended by one of my kids drinking breast milk from his aunt. Yeah, no, she's she's I am yeah. imagine been up and close up and close with all sorts of various chester fluids. Yeah. <laughs> of all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Um okay, so we head down to Central Perk. And Julie's just being like a doll, right? Like yeah. She wants to be like so nice to Rachel. She like can tell that Rachel is like not into her, and she's really trying to get on her good side. So uh, this whole episode, I was confused. Like, especially we have that later scene with Rachel and Julie on the couch. What does Julie know about Rachel and Ross? Like, what has Ross? Told yeah. Her? So it's all very unclear. Um, and like the, this whole, st- I think this whole storyline sucks shit. Yeah. Everything about the, the Rachel and Julie of yeah. it all, and the and, and then the Monica and Julie of it all is even stupider. Yes, um, but whatever, we can break that down as we get there. Like yeah. the clincher is like at the very end, and I guess we're we're going straight to the end of the episode here. I want to get it just since you brought it up. She's like Rachel's like, you know, like the thing that she gets to like get, finally get Julie on her side, or like to get like to convince Julie that like she's harmless. Okay, let's be friends. Is to say. You know, you going out with Ross was just so tough on me for so many reasons that I, won't I don't want to bore you with. You with. Oh, I was like, oh, what? bore me, please, yeah. actually. <laughs> you yada yada remember the best part. Seriously. It's like, oh, uh, what? That's a really sketchy thing to say. 
It's insane. It's completely insane. And so, and, and not just, and even if Julie's not going to push Rachel, because who the fuck is Rachel to her? But like, she should go to her boyfriend and say, uh, explain right. that to me. <laughs> yeah. What's the deal? Why is Rachel? Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. It's completely um, yeah, so the whole, the whole, like so the whole thing makes no sense. Yes, it's completely yeah. half a half baked plot that like yeah. should not make sense. Should not like one conversation should be like, oh, you, like you you were in love with her and she's still your best friend and so what's the current status of that? Oh, yeah. she's now she's in love with you and everybody else knows. Like, like this shouldn't this can't work. Um. So yeah. So Julie's trying to be really nice, but the second she walks away, Rachel calls her a bitch. And um, Julie then goes to, um, um, you know, she she tells everyone that um, she has an employee discount at Bloomingdale's, and Monica's like, "I'm down." And Joey Chandler and Phoebe are like, "What are you doing? Like, Rachel is gonna kill you when she finds out you're going to Julie, you go with Julie to Bloomingdale's. Like, that's basically cheating on Rachel in her house of worship." Did you hear? Did you ever hear the uh, regaling story of the, uh, the the people who claim that some basketball player had sex on a safer Torah with a prostitute on Yom Kippur? So, I, I that, think that, you're talking like, about uh, the Avera contest in Neve. Okay, yeah, what it may be. Yeah, the Avera contest is a great thing. I want to hear more about this. Okay, well, I, I mean, on the podcast because this is a real niche conversation, I think. But yeah. Uh, um, does that mean proceed anyway? No, you can tell me that another time. It's fine. All right, okay, remind me. But I think that's what you're referring to, unless there are multiple. Um... It was just like to come up with like the biggest thing, like most that you could do in one shot, most bad deeds. Yeah, and and according to the story, as I heard it, the second place, the runner-up was somebody who had sex on Yom Kippur with a prostitute. Um, so what's the winner? Uh, in the version that I heard, the winner poured gallons of milk into the chalent that was served to the entire yeshiva on Shabbat, including the rabbis. Uh-huh. which uh you know my and this is my memory of a story i heard 20 years ago but like from my perspective the second one is much worse like the second place one is much worse because the first place one all right you caused like 100 people to sin but all unintentionally they did it unintentionally right yeah so you know yeah i, I have uh i have a thing where i want to i want to open up uh, a restaurant in tel aviv called gadiba Khalevimo and advertise it as the only legitimate milk and meat Restaurant. Oh, yeah. Are you go that, you're going to serve literally that kids cooked mm -hmm. in their own we, milk? We only have one dish: goat, Ch goat, goats that are kept in their own mother's milk. <laughs> you want a real trafe? You got to come here. You'll be a real popular fella. Yeah, everywhere else in the world, they're giving you the fake stuff. This is the only real Basar of restaurant in the whole world. <laughs> Not well. We got even more niche. So there, we did it. There you go. There they you said go. it couldn't be done. Four they people understand. <laughs> Yes, that that we that's what we were told. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, four people got that, but it's okay. They all thought it was funny. I bet. <laughs> um, we're okay. we we cater to uh, crowds both big and small, but mostly small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So Ross, before so Monica's like, okay, she maybe I'll try to wiggle out of it, but before she can, Ross is like, over. Oh, oh, it's so nice that you're going out with Julie. Like, it makes me so happy. Like, thank you so much. So now she's stuck. Yeah. Um, okay, then we have this whole Joey storyline, which also which also sucks shit. Um, yes, where you know Joey's a perfume a perfume guy at the mall, not perfume, I'm a cologne guy. Sorry, um, but like no one, no one wants any of his sprays. 
Um, <laughs> and we find out that there's a new guy in town, this ombre man who is uh, dressed as a cowboy and sprays the ombre cologne. And he's much more successful than Joey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he actually is uh, successfully able to convince uh, shoppers to allow them to spritz him with his samples. And when, um, you know, Joey tries to, like, claim his turf and is like, hey, man, you're in my section of the store. Um, and he's just like, well, let's see who the customer is like. It's like when you like do it with, with like the animal and they see who, like they did with Marcel to see who you would come to. So yeah. the, the customers mm -hmm. are coming to Ombre Man. Um, so I don't know how this works, though, because it's like, is it the Ombre or is it the man? Like, maybe he just has a better cologne. But he maybe. only sprays that they've already agreed to be sprayed. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think, it, yeah, he's 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 got like the, the stubble and sort of the yeah, handsome yeah, quietness. Yeah. You're right. And, you're right. It's him. Oh, it's Joey's him. a little too pie in the sky. Yeah. Um, he tries to ask Annabelle out for a cup of coffee, but, uh, you know, she's into ombre man now. Joey's on yeah. the outs. Oh, so yes. Yeah, so right. Right. Joey is uh, he like chases a guy down the hall trying to get him to uh, allow him to spray him. I don't know why Joey's so invested. It's like they're probably paying you the same no matter how many people you spray, right? Well, I think it's how many you sell, and you're not going to sell them unless you're spraying them, right? It's Joey's job to sell? Joey's got to spray. You don't think Joey's going to pay it on commission? We'll pay you by percentage of the, the cologne that you're spraying that we sell? Interesting. I didn't think of it that way. I assume that he's just getting paid like just a flat rate to spray, yeah. But then how do they judge if he's doing well or not? I don't think they care. I think whatever. He, they just, he, well, what do you mean? Everybody has to have a way to judge their employees. They are treating they're treating him like a an advertisement, basically. Like how like yeah. they're, they're just like right, just like they're you, paying you, for you a don't sign. Think company, yeah, and companies measure whether uh, sales increase based on various forms of advertising to see if it's right. A good but I don't think they're necessarily having metrics for each individual sprayer to see who's leading to the most sales. Like they just they have a more general thing that like having cologne people in the thing and spraying people will lead to more people buying cologne. Not like Joey's an amazing cologne sprayer, so let's yeah. give Joey a raise. I mean, uh, you know, I think if, some of that. So, something tells me if Joey is like awesome at something, he's getting promoted to a more, a more a better job than spraying cologne at a place like Bloomingdale's. Like if he's competent and like getting shit done. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a very, it's a very low stakes job. Yes, yes. So I think, but that it, they're but not, nevertheless, it's a low stakes job. I don't job. think they have that much data on it. But it's an it's an it's a low stakes job that Omri Man will still lose because he does not do well. <laughs> he, he had one job not to spray people in the face. <laughs> yes, not, not to get the store suit. Yeah. So um, Monica comes into Central Perk with um, with shopping bags and she's like, "You need to lie." She tells Phoebe, "Like, let's pretend that we went shopping together." Uh, but Phoebe is a terrible liar. We learned. Yes. Um, well, we've known that for a while. Yes. And she's like, we it went shopping for fur. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, fur? Um, aren't you against that? Like, you're a vegetarian, just like my daughter. Um, yeah, so my daughter, we um, it was my wife's birthday like two weeks ago. And we had like um, a couple of our friends over for the weekend. And like I was like, I basically told her like, I'm, I'm going to like be in charge of like all the food and all the meals. Like, don't worry about it. She still like forced me to let her like make like a couple side dishes because she can't help herself. Uh, but like basically I was like in charge of like organizing and cooking and, you know, buying or whatever. And she got a week off, which is you know, part of her birthday present. Um, so, you know, we're, I'm getting ready to like, you know, I'm like starting to like take food out of the oven for Friday night dinner. And my seven year old comes up to me and she's like, oh, like, what are we having? I said, like, oh, we're having chicken soup and then we're having like brisket and, you know, all sorts of delicious meats and chickens and great stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's like, daddy, you know, I can't eat any of that food. And I'm like, you can't. And she says, daddy, I'm a vegetarian. And I said, no, you're not. She says, I am a vegetarian. 
I said it since when are you a vegetarian? And she says, since today. Oh, and literally, said, she starts it right there. And I said, well, that's not how being a vegetarian works. Yeah, you got to give some advice on this here. She says, "Why not? Like everyone, has, she's like, I, like, and like my and my older, she's like, why? Everyone, you have to start on the first day. I was like, like, yes, you need to start today, but you can't expect people to accommodate it on the first day. Like, you need to build up some credibility of being a vegetarian before you can expect people to honor the vegetarianism. And that day is not today. <laughs> and this so, the day of your your mother's yeah, birthday. So she's tried to pull this vegetarian shit like four or five times, and we're just like, you like chicken, like eat chicken, and she eats the chicken. Well, that's a little happy. mean if she keeps trying, and you're like, blocking. he doesn't know what she's talking about. She's seven, and she like saw it on like YouTube that like one oh, of these okay. kids and one of these families. Well, did you like, ask her what her reasons were? She has no reasons. She just she got a thing into her head, and every time she's presented with meat or chicken, she devours it and is very happy. Oh, okay. She just like got this thing. It's very funny. Um, but if we work, work, we got we kind of bullied her past it, so we're, it's fine now. Um, but no, it's it's a hundred percent that she just wants to copy this thing that she saw um, that she doesn't even really understand. She obviously doesn't understand what it is because anytime she's confronted with the reality of that, you can't eat any of these foods that you like. She caves. So anyway, um, so so you know she's um trying to distract and be like, oh right right no yeah we didn't buy furs we bought boobs, <laughs> um bras bras okay right she finally gets it, uh Rachel's now super suspicious, um they um it's funny they one of the things they say is that they went shopping and had a salad like she like says oh we went shopping I got a salad, <laughs> um in one of their like last interviews before the uh, finale. Jennifer Aniston, Lisa Kudrow, and Courtney Cox said that they had a Cobb salad for lunch every day on the 10-year show run. Um, good Kirk Ross over there. They have Bob Cobb to thank for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we go back upstairs to the girls' place, and Carol's, like, really upset that she has to leave Ben and susan's like it's fine he's okay with the baby and ross is like he, he can't believe that like susan is actually like on her side on his side and they're um they you know they show off their my mommy's heart me um onesie and when um when julie calls rape monica she has to try to cover it and she almost says hi julie and she shortens it to mm -hmm. hi Jew. yeah and pretends that she was on her on the phone with her friend eddie moskowitz yeah uh he likes having his faith affirmed mm -hmm. i would say eddie moskowitz would have a uh, below average jewish name in our friend circles <laughs> <laughs> yeah we actually um, just just today in my fantasy football league we uh we were doing ashkenazi rankings Ranking everybody by how Ashkenazi, by how Ashkenazi they are. That's yeah. good. I like that. <laughs> I bet. I bet many. I bet there were Ashkenazis that came behind AB. Yes. Well, that, that was that was the whole premise of it. Exactly. Uh -huh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, I ranked AB uh, ninth in Ashkenaziness out of seventeen. That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's where the whole thing started. That's excellent. Nice. Yeah. I nailed that. Then, then then he countered with his Sephardic ranking, uh -huh. which is which is not exactly the reverse, but it's basically the reverse. And he he put himself fourth. Still behind three Ashkenazim. Uh -huh. Who are the three most Ash uh, most Sephardi? According to his list, uh, yeah. uh, I mean we're we're getting now we're appealing to like zero. No one cares. Moshe Gelbtuk, Ari Diskin, and Noam Bezdin. Okay, I don't even know who Moshe Gelbtuk is. Do I? All right. Um, I had Noam Bezdin um dead last of Ashkenazi rankings for the same reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's very Sephardic. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I do. 
Yeah, he actually said, um, yeah, the, everyone was saying that the the guy in that viral picture of like the that they said first was a fake baby, but then really it was a real baby. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, the, so the guy holding the baby looks like exactly like Noah Besant's father. Mm, yeah. Um, so he looks Palestinian. So he looks Sephardi. Yeah. Um, he he says people always think he's Sephardic or Greek or Italian. Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, that like uh, island, European. Yeah. And island. his sister, his sister is Puerto Rican. <laughs> she, she right. She does not look Ashkenazi. I agree with that. Yeah, but there, his mother is her Ashkenazi, so she makes up for it. That's what I told him. Yes, yes. Yeah. She's very, she's very Ashkenazi. As yeah. am I. Yes, um, I'm 14 percent Italian. You are? Yeah. Uh, when I when I took a um, a genetic test, I was I was one percent Middle Eastern, 14 percent Italian, and 85 percent Ashkenazi Jewish. And 85 well, is like low for Ashkenazi Jews. Yeah. Oh, like 98 I, plus. I would assume I'm 97% plus Ashkenazi Jew. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'm i still, uh, my theory is that it was like an error in, it was sort of like a Kramer got there uh, with Giuliani's blood. <laughs> Who knows? You never, I mean, people convert, people get raped. Sure. So, but know, all I, sorts of things yeah. Well, but, but 14% is a lot. That means like one of my like grandmothers was raped or something. <laughs> like, right. Um, so I wanted one of my siblings to do it to like have a second uh, test for confirmation. Uh huh. But um, they haven't gotten around. Oh, to they haven't done it. I know. So listen, but I, I, I can, I can uh, embrace my Italianism. I use my. Yeah, you got to be like, careful like with these things. Vito. You could, you could get one of your relatives arrested for a crime by doing these things. But uh, what do you mean? They've already used that. They, they, they to connect DNA evidence. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if by you doing oh, it, so and then... because I'm 14 percent Italian, you, just, you think my family members are criminals and mafia? <laughs> Correct. God, you're such a stereotypical. Correct. Anti-Italian. And figure. if and you could commit 85 percent financial crimes. Yes. And and one percent. Uh, but those don't usually involve genocide. DNA evidence. Yeah. Unless you're very sloppy. <laughs> yeah. Financial I, 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 listen, I get very excited. I just have to leave my mark all over these spreadsheets. <laughs> that, that does sound like something that would happen to you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, how yeah. Chester got, got yeah. busted. <laughs> he, he committed tax fraud. And he left behind all the evidence in the office. Yeah. Who was Dave, well, Dave Chappelle was a whole bit about that. He's yeah, like, like, "Why is there always semen at the crime scene? <laughs> Who breaks into a house to rob a stereo and then says, hmm, I better leave my semen?'" <laughs> Those are usually not the types of crimes again? that uh, involve semen. Um, but those are funny, funny, funny crimes. Um. So, yeah, so this is when the whole breast milk uh, of it all comes into being. Yeah. Phoebe uh, tests the bottle by putting it on her wrist and she tastes it. And everyone's like, what the hell did you just do? Um, Joey's like, milk, good. So she tells them that Rachel's like, that's that's like it's juice squeezed from a person. And Ross is like, <laughs> everyone's like, stop drinking the breast milk. And he would not, that Dross would not drink it, even if Carol's breasts had a missing person on it. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever read that book, um, the, the Milk Carton, The Face on the Milk Carton? No. Do you know, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I know, like, that kids used to be on, missing kids used to be on Milk Cartons when we were kids. So there, there, was, there was a book that I read when I, when my kid. It was, like, one of, like, the most, like, haunting, chilling, like, mystery books I ever read. I, okay. like, was obsessed with it. Is it a fiction book a or a nonfiction book? Fiction, fiction, fiction. It was oh. called The Face on the Milk Carton. Okay. It was about, like, a young girl. She was, like, in fourth grade or a fifth grade. Like, she was a little kid in elementary school. And she just, like, in school one day is drinking milk in the cafeteria. And, the, and she recognizes that the picture on the milk carton is her as, like, a, a four-year-old instead of a seven-year-old or a ten-year-old, whatever. She's oh, like, my That's God. Me. This is giving me nightmares. 
So it's it's a crazy, yeah. And the way yeah. it's all plot, you know. She, and now she's like, oh my god, like did my parent, like the people who I think are my parents, they kidnap me? Like that's crazy. Yeah. And, like she has like a whole. She tries to investigate it. Like she doesn't tell her parents. Like it's it's a, it was it was like a great book that they made into a movie. The movie was horrible. Mm. There was a. When I was, this is a name. It was a big story in Minnesota, but probably not national. There was this kid named Jacob Wetterling. John Wetlands, you're thinking of. You're talking about the pitcher. Yes. Yeah. No, Jacob Wetterling was this like ten year old boy, like a milk milk cart boy, like this ten year old boy kidnapped in Minnesota. Um, around he was around my age, and so it was a big story at the time. Um, and I think his mother later ran for Congress against um, um, um. What's her name? The the the, the crazy, um, very right wing woman from uh, from Minnesota, Michelle Bachman. Michelle Bachman, yes, yes. Um, yeah, Jacob Wetterling's mother ended up running for Congress against Michelle Bachman and losing, uh, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so Jacob Wetterling came to on. MTA, unfortunately. Yes. Um, and now I'm actually googling Jacob Wetterling, a name I haven't thought of in years. Yes, 1978, 1989, d- disappeared. Is a for 27 years. Oh, they discovered it in 2016. Oh, very sad. Um, Anyway, why are we talking about uh, abducting and sexually assaulting children? Oh, because they were these milk carton. They said like you oh, wouldn't yes, even if yes. there was a milk carton, so that's yes. the whole thing. Yes. Um. So yeah, so... I just remember my parents always warning me about Jacob Butterly, but I don't know what they were warning me. Like, don't get kidnapped. Like, okay, I'll try not to. Like, yeah. Um. um there's a lot of a lot of like the I don't know how like you know verified or whatever. That's like uh, like the social science of like the impacts of the like child abduction scares in like the 80s and 90s. That have led to like all like the helicopter parenting and all the probably bad psychological results that come from that to like the future generations of kids. Better to let a few kids uh, get kidnapped. Um, I'm not saying that. It's just meaning yeah, there's there's there, well, there, there's secondary impacts to you know mm. pr- protecting kids. Like uh, oh, there was know. a pod. I guess this shouldn't surprise me. There was a podcast about Jacob Butterling. Ah, there you go. Um, what in 2016? Oh, oh, after they found out the actual story. Anyways, all right. Let's oh, this actually rings a bell. What was the name of the podcast? In the Dark. Well, maybe I did listen to that. As you were saying, it was starting to, started to be familiar. When you said the podcast, now I'm like, oh, now I know where I am where I heard this. I think I listened. Maybe I listened. Or maybe I, I started I, and lost interest because I don't. Uh, well, I got news to you. In March 2023, In the Dark joined the New Yorker to produce and distribute the upcoming third season. So there's a third season of the show, apparently. Yeah, well, so I'm certainly not still listening. So yeah. I don't know the whole story. Um, yeah, it's all ringing a bell now. There was like a, it was like a house, and then I had to go down. There was like down a hill. It's ringing a bell. But I don't. I think I dropped it at some point, and I don't remember the results. The bad guy did it. I bet. Well, did you say the bad guy did it? Yeah, yeah. If you're kidnapping and raping children, I think you are the bad guy. Correct. Not if you ask everybody. Yeah, depends who the children are. Yeah, you need to understand the context of why yes. they're raping yes. and murdering if, their children. Yes, if they're if they're Jewish children, then uh, yes. Even even with uh, even with evidence on the scene, uh, no evidence according to Brianna Joy. You know that person. No, because as everyone recalls, the expression that everybody said was "believe Gentile women." Oh, yes, <laughs> that's what everyone said. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. That was the expression. Yeah, that was codified. Um. Yeah, sorry. We're probably gonna do that once a week for a while. It's what it is. Um, what are people stopping anti-Semitic? That, yeah, guys, yeah. Stopping anti-Semitic. And it'll, we'll stop it'll stop about about it. Deal. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Okay. Moving forward. Um, so Monica comes back, and we find out that um, everyone except for Rachel has gone to take Ben to the park. And she's like, "Where? Where were you?" And she's like, "Oh, I was out at lunch by myself." 
Um, and Rachel, when she takes back the jacket that uh, Monica had borrowed with her, she finds a receipt and sees that Rachel has, that Monica had spent like sixty dollars on lunch. And sometimes you got to treat yourself. Yeah, and she's like, she's apparently an even worse liar than Phoebe. She claims that somebody must have stolen her credit card <laughs> and then placed the receipt back in her pocket. And she's like, who are you at lunch with? And Monica fesses up and admits that it was Julie. And she's like, I, I'm sorry, I have to admit it. Like, at first, I just did it because, you know, I was being nice to my brother's boyfriend. Perfectly valid reason yes. to befriend Julie. Yes, it's it's so like, yes, I know I did a horrible thing. That just annoys me so much. Like, how dare you go shopping with your brother's girlfriend? What a betrayal. Yes. Um. But one thing led to another, and before I knew it, we were shopping. And, you know, she's like, it only happened once. It didn't mean anything to me. I was thinking of you the whole time. This this little bit is pretty good. Um, and I would never, I've never meant for you to find out, right? That's the best excuse. And Rachel's like, oh, please, you were being so sloppy with that receipt. You probably wanted to get caught. Just ask me one thing. You didn't go to Bloomingdale's, did you? And Monica can't can't lie, and she has no choice but to admit it. And Rachel just storms out. She can't believe the, this level of betrayal. And she went to her personal niche department store, Bloomingdale's. It's her place. Um. So yeah. So Monica is uh, trying to reach Rachel at work. She's still trying to get through to her and apologize. And Joanne picks up and tells her she did a horrible thing. And to make it worse, Steve also thinks that she has hurt Rachel horribly. Everyone is crazy. Um, so that this is when um, now Carol and Susan come back. And you Phoebe rats out. You freak out over the breast milk. And Ross is like, only because breast milk is gross. And he's like, no, breast milk is not for adults. But uh, Phoebe and Joey are like, it's fine. Susan's like, yeah, it tastes like cantaloupe cubes. It's delicious. Mm. And Ross is like, oh, Susan has it in. He's like immediately like, OK, then I can't be outdone by Susan. And he like does a whole performance. He's going to make a whole show. He's going to drink the breast milk. But when push comes to shove, he can't do it. He can't bring himself to uh, have that uh, sweet nectar enter his lips. So we jump across the hall where Joey is getting ready for work and he's all dressed up in a white cowboy outfit. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's like, the other guy was doing so well that now I'm also the hombre. So yeah, so again, it has nothing to do with the person. Like, it's just the market. It's just like they realized that the cowboy thing was working. Yeah, but that that's the point. So hombre was selling better. So now they're giving Joey a chance to do hombre but too. But not because that guy was better. They're, they're, well, they're, they're indispensable. Yeah. Now spray this. Right. Joey's yeah. not the variable. The variable is the spray and the outfit and the marketing. It's not well, we'll see. It's not, it's not the, the, the bum you hire to spray people well, in the face. Well, obviously it is the hombre that is the that is the variable that matters because even Joey can get a date with uh, with Annabelle once right. he's the hombre. Right. So there, if you yeah. can't be, defeat the super low hurdle of not assault Assaulting the the customers with pepper spray, um, then well, I think you're probably I don't, all the same. With all due respect, Av, I don't think that myself or you would be selling as much ombre as Joey either. No, no, I would. Yeah, yeah. another job that I would not be good at. That's yeah. true. <laughs> but also, I would be very lazy and probably just like be so sit on the side yeah. and not spray people. Well, you'd sit and you'd fall asleep like those security guards. Yeah, especially if they gave me a chair. Um. <clears throat> so yeah. So. She, uh, you know, Joey um, Chandler tells him that he should, you know, he shouldn't uh, care so much about his day job. Like you're an actor, like this is not the big deal. 
And Joey's like, maybe I should go to the houseware section where at least I could uh, serve some cheese. Eh, whatever. That wasn't such a good line. Um, so, yeah. So Joey's going to go for his face off um, with the uh, with the black cowboy. And they have like this Western movie moment. And this is when he sprays the guy in the eyes and he gets fired. And Annabelle now comes to Joey's rescue and they go for coffee. So all is well that ends well for Joey's stupid storyline. Well, except I want to go back to Joey and Chandler in. in We have to uh, go back. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Um, you know, because we talked about the pineapple juice. Then we go right across the hall where cantaloupe juice. You cantaloupe juice, excuse me, where, where Joey asks Chandler for a, quote, box of juice. Now, first of all, <laughs> who has ever called a juice box a, a box, box of juice? juice? Right. Second of all, why are adults, why do these adults have it? And third of all, Chandler then opens the box of juice and pours it into a glass. Right? Like, this is not right. how you drink a juice box. And by the way, why is Joey drinking juice in an all-white suit? Like, that's in a massive spill risk, which unfortunately doesn't happen. Um, and then this scene gets even weirder. At the end of the scene, Chandler takes back the cup and starts wiping the inside of it with a towel. He hasn't rinsed it or washed it. So he's taking a right. towel and wiping yeah, the towel. inside of a cup with sticky juice. Yep. Yeah. So very, very strange. Uh, that whole thing. I get they're going for the Western barkeep, but uh, yeah, very for sure. What's going on? There. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's a dumb thing. Yeah. yeah. We get that whole motif at the end. Also, I didn't mention that. Like the right off the, the sunset. Light up, yeah. yeah. Lame. Yeah. Blah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, we um. Where was I? Oh, here we go. Central Park. Um. M- Monica and Rachel are still feuding, and she doesn't know what else to say. And Rachel, you know, says, it's okay, don't worry, I wasn't listening anyway. Uh, And Rachel insists that, you know, this is terrible because, like, it started out that just, you know, fine, she lost Ross. Ross has a girlfriend. But now, like, I'm going to lose you. Like, you're going to now be, this is going to be like a whole new circle. You're going to be in with Ross and Julie, and I'm going to be on the outs. And Monica's like, that would never happen. Like, I could be friends with Julie without diminishing our friendship. And this is, you know, they they hug, they kiss. Phoebe joins in because she doesn't want to miss the fun. And Monica tells Rachel that though she needs to hate Julie emotionally, she should actually consider meeting her and giving her a chance because she's actually pretty nice and did nothing wrong. All she did is meet a guy and start dating him. And she didn't know that there, you know, there's more to it. Um, so, like, you know, you should get to know her. She's actually, like, not a bad person. And Rachel's like, fine, I will for your sake. And they hug and they kiss and Phoebe joins in. Yes. Um, we end off back at Central Park with uh, Rachel and Julie hanging out, and this is the scene we talked about earlier. Um, also here she's like Ross is crazy about you. It's like this conversation is crazy, is nuts that they're having with each other. And yeah, how oblivious Julie is. Um, so you know we you know Rachel explains that you know it's tough, but I'm not going to tell you the details of my weird sketchy thing that I just dropped in your lap. Um, but like he's like, but I see how happy you and Ross are and how happy you make him. So let's go see a movie. Uh, but as soon as she walks away, Ross Rachel realizes she's a manipulative bitch. Yes. Um, okay, so we have our post credit scene, Chandler and Joey looking at their watches, watching a bottle of breast milk and a plate of cookies. And finally, Ross takes a swig of the milk, stuffs the cookies in his mouth, and says, eh, not bad. Congratulations, Ross. Yep. All right. Oh, yeah. He's my... 
He's my best friend. Uh, well, let's start with uh, with the best friend. My best friend is uh, actually going to be Monica's friend, Eddie Moskowitz. I just think that oh. <laughs> um, reaffirming your Jewish faith in times like these are important. Good for him, right? You have to be proud about who you are and be public about who you are. So uh, I approve of Eddie. Um, yeah, my best friend is going to be Phoebe for joining in on all the hug circles. She like she's like she wants to be everyone's best friend, and like she sees best friendship happening, and she wants yeah, to just be part that's of that. True. No, that's true. That's a good best friend. I'm not a huge hugger, but um, yeah, yeah me neither. Me neither. Hugger. But I I appreciate other people hugging. I I never know. I'm always awkward about like I'm not sure what yeah. the appropriate greeting is. Yeah. Um, with like, with sort of like, I would say secondary family members. You know. Like like right. first cousins and their spouses, and my spouse's first cousins and their spouses, right? I never know, uh, you know, um, or, or like also like uh, spouses friends. Like, is this a hug? Is this a kiss on the cheek? Is this a handshake? Is this an awkward wave? You know, especially when you mix sort of the uh, the the, the Shomer Nagy aspect into it, it makes things even weirder. Right, right. You don't know what else. Yeah, else is, what what they're how how far they're willing to go. Sure, exactly. Yeah, basically, we've uh, we grew up uh, with uh, uh, with um retarded and i mean retarded as in slowed like i'm, I'm not saying it like in, uh, i'll think of another word with uh with with delayed and malfunctioning too late you already say, said yeah. retarded you know what i mean with 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 with, with malfunctioning uh, approaches to to healthy sexuality i think 100 percent agreed yes um you, you you i was using that word in the literal sense but then i realized it's just best to it's like the word n-i-g-g-a-r-d-l-y right i don't even know what you're talking about yeah no you know that word it's not remotely <laughs> offensive at all, but it's just there's it's just safer not to use it at this point, right? I'm just gonna move on. Yes, okay. Uh, You're not gonna get me to say anything bad about Mucci. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, right, so I, I combine things. What was the guy's real name? Yeah. Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. You're a fucking asshole. That's all right, well, what let's say a fucking asshole then. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say the fucking asshole is Julie, because she's like so like how does she not like not see what's going on here? All she did was meet a guy and like him. Like, to yeah, me, no, like, yeah. no, I'm not right. I'm not saying she's a bad guy. I'm just saying she's like the loser that like doesn't understand. Like, she's basically being told that like there's you're in a love triangle, and she's like everyone is basically telling her, and she doesn't realize. Yeah. Um. No. To me, Rachel is clearly the fucking asshole. Her hatred of Monica is irrational. Her treatment of Julie is irrational. Um. Yeah. And and I and I think I would. In a real world, Julie and, and Ross would be in a big fight tonight, but we, we don't get to see that, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Why, it's dinner for six. Five steaks and an eggplant for Phoebe. Um, let's talk about steaks and eggplants. Now, your daughter wants the eggplant like Phoebe, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, so no, she, can... she doesn't, though. That's that's yeah. the tell. <laughs> well, what, does she know the word vegetarian means not eat meat? Like, does she even know what the word means, or is she just using the word? She she knows what it means. I think she just and when she gets confronted with the reality of what it means, she's not interested in eating just vegetables for dinner. Yeah, mm. she wants to have chicken nuggets or you know hot dogs. Yeah, because they're much better than eating like just like carrot sticks. Mm. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'll go first. I guess I will start with uh, our friend Rachel. Second week in a row, or maybe even more. She's uh she's got to get another eggplant. Like she's just acting yep. completely ridiculously. Um, I, I do think that like the, the season one to season two Ross Rachel swap has been pretty perfect. Um, but yeah, Rachel is the, the loser uh, in the group at the moment. Uh, Ross. Yeah, his... it's good. I, we, I know we definitely talked about that, but it is good. I feel like that is actually like a good a good plot twist that they do that. Yes. I feel like you don't well see executed. 
Yeah. Where it's like you, they do the same thing now from the other side. Yeah. Now, Ross's story in this episode is that he doesn't want to drink some breast milk. Like, who cares? I couldn't care yeah. less. You're not getting anything for that. Phoebe's story in the episode is that she wants to get hugs. Which yeah. Makes her a good friend. But again, like, who possibly cares? Yeah. Ch- Chandler's story in the episode is that he encourages his buddy Ross to drink breast milk and his buddy Joey to drink juice. So... <laughs> Whatever. I, I will give a mistake for being funny and encouraging people to drink things, I guess. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I don't really know where to put my stakes up. So I'll give one to Chandler. Monica, in an episode where I have a hard time finding deserving steak recipients, I will say that the way that she threads the needle between Julie and Rachel is ultimately pretty successful. Yep. And so um, I guess I'll give her two stakes, one for Julie and one for okay. Rachel. And then that leaves me with two. I mean, I'm really grasping at straws here, but yeah. um, Joey asks the breast question. Excuse me, the best question. <laughs> right, um, that's true. He wins the girl over uh, over Black Ombre, and I really don't know what else to give stakes for, so I will give him a couple of stakes as well. Okay, so it's got two to Joey, one to Chandler, one two, 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 two to Monica. Yeah. Okay. All right, I uh, I too am going to give the uh, the eggplant to Rachel. Um, no way around that. Um, yeah, she's the fucking asshole in the traditional sense. That's for sure. I was just trying to go yeah. in a different direction there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I do I do will say that I, I'm going to give two stakes to Monica. Um, I think she is like like the only. I I, I was going to say she's the only one like acting rationally in this episode, except like we mentioned that like she like admits that she did something wrong. That's like the one part where I'm like, no, you didn't. Like you're just friending your boyfriends your your your, sorry, your boyfriends <laughs> your, she wishes um your brother's new girlfriend um so yeah i'm gonna give two to monica i think she uh she handles herself well i'm gonna give one to phoebe for all the the, the hug circles I, I already said that i like that um i'm gonna give one to ross just because like you know i'm gonna try to you know feed ross a little steak for as long as he's happy <laughs> he's a little um, anemic yeah, yeah, he can use it, right? He was, uh, we we starved him a little bit in season one, so let's yeah. try to, uh, you know, boost him up his workload a little bit in the beginning of season two, and then Chandler. What do we do with Chandler? Yeah, Chandler gets nothing, and Joe, Joey, we're gonna give one for winning the duel. So we got one to Joey, two, three, four, five, and my eggplant. All right, that's what we got. All right, it's time for the postman. It is time for the postman. Postman! Postman! Come here! Tell the neighborhood! I guess there was some screw-up at the damn post office. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the U.S. post office? No, more like U.S. lost office. (laughs) What are they, Irish? (laughs) Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew! And has been offered to so many before and only taken up once before the most recent person voted out in the 32 fan survivor real fantasy league mm. mr matt stewart himself writes in to say if i'm not too late my feedback for the episode parentheses since i didn't watch it is have either of you ever tried your wife's breast milk if either i bet it's alex um i think we established that right you did i have not you did no, I didn't. I said no, I refuse didn't. to taste things. Oh, you refuse? I, I can't even remember yeah. them so long ago. Um, Joey is definitely the best friend for taking down the perfume cowboy. There you go. All right. Um, we all we're all pro Joey winning the duel. Very good. Um, we move on now to Amir Benarsh. Amir Benarsh says this episode was solid. 
a little bit of a letdown for me coming off the premiere. The Joey storyline really worked for me, though. I give it a 3.6. A few notes. There is a community of adults who believe breast milk has numerous health benefits. However, the NIH warns against it, stating the lack of pasteurization and testing not only indicates a bacterial risk, but breast milk also exposes consumers to a host of infectious diseases, including cytomegalovirus, mm. hepatitis B and C, Ooh. HIV 1 and 2, Ooh. HTLV 1 and 2. Well, hold on a second. If the person if the person whose breast milk you're drinking has HIV and syphilis, there's there's bigger. I mean, I think this is more time about just buying regular breast milk, like on the black market, as opposed to like your partner's breast milk. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think it's discouraging. Uh, that's it's discouraging. It's discouraging uh, the marketing of breast milk. Yeah. Which why exactly is Joey in a tux at his job? I get the ombre man has a look, but Joey's just as ridiculous. Ainsley Hayes is in a flannel shirt. That's Ainsley Hayes. How did I not pick that up? There Ooh. you go. Oh, the girl. Yeah, she's in West Wing. I knew I recognized her. Oh. I forgot to look her up. I was like, who well, is I that? Well, I mean, because Ombre is selling like a Western motif perfume and Joey's selling like a James Bond, like sophisticated man perfume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it is ridiculous. Emily but it, Proctor. That's her name. No. And Ainsley Hayes is she's not selling perfume at all. Is she? she just happens to work in Bloomingdale's and some other department. Yeah. Um, seriously Political, um, the new the new podcast launched by former league mate coach. Matthew Bryant. Oh, just yes. released, just, he just released the West Wing podcast. Yes. Um, which I listened to episode one and I was uh, I very much enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. everyone should check that out. And uh, we'll have uh, maybe maybe I'll, I'll help them get Emily Proctor to come on to when uh, Ainsley Hayes joins in season two. Mm. Um, he says it's a throwaway line, but when Rachel finds a receipt and Monica claims someone must have stolen her credit card, why is there no reference or callback to last season when someone literally did steal her credit card? I thought about that too. Yeah, that would have been a good. Uh, yeah, there's no continuity on this show. That's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, Kyle King. I thought this was pretty met episode, but the Cologne storyline is just so memorable. Maybe because it's ludicrously over the top and the most sitcom storyline in the show. Somehow topping a character owning a monkey in New York City. But other than that, nothing really stood out to me. Rachel had some great under-the-breath bitch lines about Julie, but I'll give the line of the episode to Chandler calling breast milk's packaging appealing to adults. 2.7 moves. Jim Crumley. Jim Crumley writes in and he says, a somewhat better episode than last week. Somehow the breast milk pot plot is the title plot, involves Carol, and is the best part of the episode. Surely Ross could have hidden his fear of breast milk. He shouldn't idolize the process of breastfeeding. Three and a half booze. The come with, the come with gal is Julie, still so freaking nice to everyone. The fucking asshole, Todd the ombre guy. For shame. What a douche. <laughs> the eggplant goes to Monica. Wait, what did he do wrong? I mean, he made a mistake at work. He sprayed the <laughs> wrong person, but like, yeah. Courtney Cox is probably 32 at the time, but somehow she doesn't know how to do a bit of a betrayal of Rachel shopping with Julie. For his stakes, he gives one to Ross. While still not one of its biggest fans, he got over his fear of breast milk cooties. Rachel gets a stake for finally giving a shot even if it wasn't real. And Joey gets two stakes for being a survivor of a duel and getting the girl. Phoebe gets one stake for being in league with Monica. She convinced Rachel to loosen up. And I will say, Jim, that was extraordinarily well done. We next go to Zach Brooks. Oh, hi, Jew. 
<laughs> he says the missed opportunity to call back to the fake Monica. We did get some vintage Monica and Ross PDA this episode, though. What's more embarrassing for an adult to drink breast milk or a juice box? Um, I guess you're saying the most embarrassing thing is to call it a box of juice. <laughs> yeah. He gives steak to Eddie Moskowitz. He seems like a mensch. Todd from Ombre. It's not his fault that he's tall and his arm is eye level of that old man. Julie's just trying to fit in. So they all get some steak. Eggplant. He thinks Rachel for her awful behavior towards Julie. It's nice that they go to a movie. The top movies that weekend were seven. Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, starring future guest star Paul Rudd in Devil in a Blue Dress. Also in theaters, Apollo 13, The Net, Showgirls, Usual Suspects, and Batman Forever. Wow, that's quite a notorious lineup. It's like a lot of big-name movies that were in theaters that weekend. Yeah. Um, we, I just saw Batman Forever. I watched it with my kids. And? Yeah, it's okay. Batman, Batman Returns, the second one with Danny DeVito, is a wild movie. Super duper dark. I felt really dirty watching it with my kids. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> not not like it wasn't sexual. It was just like it was like very it's like very dark and twisted. Um, it's like surprising that it was like a commercially successful movie. Um, okay, we finally end off with Olin Allen, who says he felt like this was the most Seinfeldian episode of the series yet. Wow. Mainly driven by Joey's workplace being an homage to films, westerns in this case, and the Rachel Monica talking about their friendship like they were a sexual couple. Um, I hear that. That's a good call. I actually like I like that call. Yeah, the whole the 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 motif thing is something that Seinfeld would do. Yes. Um, there was still a fair bit of hugging though. Um, so that's the anti Seinfeldian. Yes. Um, he gives two stakes to Joey for committing to his role at the store with the outfit, but then happy to slack off after only being on the clock for thirty seconds to go out for coffee. He gives two stakes to Monica for rightly venturing out with lovely Julie and showing great restraint not to tell Rachel where she should go with her petty complaints. One steak to Phoebe for ensuring all is good with Ben's lunch, something his father is too creeped out to do. And finally, one eggplant to Rachel, whatever about being angry and simmering towards Ross and Julie. So what if Monica is being friendly with her close brother's girlfriend, considering the prime real estate Monica has been giving to her? For his best friend, he says Susan. Just love the way he always picks Susan if he's in, if she's in the episode. <laughs> uh, just love the way she plays off Ross and needling him in his attempt to be the better co-parent. And the fucking asshole is the ombre man. Hate the overtentive sales staff, especially who will spray me with, in my eyes with their quick trigger fingers. He gives the episode 2.6 moves, some nice plot points, but can't remember any proper Chandler lines almost a week later. Okay. This is all a moo point. <laughs> huh. A moo point? Yeah. It's moo. What say you for your moo points? Yeah. Uh, if you couldn't tell from my attempts to delineate my steaks and eggplants, I, I'm pretty meh on this episode. It's pretty bland, forgettable. It it, it was actively stupid the way that the yeah. excuse me, it wasn't as actively stupid. I meant to say as the one with the fake Monica, right. but like actively stupid is better than forgettable. Like at least that episode, I instantly know what the fake Monica episode is from the title. This one is I mentioned last week. They like I. I I, I I didn't know what it was, but but uh, whatever. So I didn't like it. I, it was better than the fake Monica episode overall, I'll say, but not really any other episode. So I will say it gets moo points. That's just one point six moves. Second worst episode for me so far. Um, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not that far off from you. Um, I thought this episode was really not good. Um, I think I mentioned that throughout. I thought, yeah, all the storylines I thought were really shitty. Um, no, and no one's really making sense. Um, I'm actually a notch below you. I will say this episode is 1.5 moves. Wow. Um, 
which I think I have that now tied for for last. Yes, I do. So I'm gonna have to tie break. Let's see. I have to tied with what do I have? 1.5. Oh, also the one with the fake Monica. Yeah. Um, so we both really didn't like that episode. Um, hmm. I'm gonna say I think this one is worse than the one that's with the fake Monica. So I'm gonna move this one down to 1.4. Hmm. But yeah, you realize there's like 200 episodes, 300 episodes, whatever. How I many? Like you're gonna have to go beyond. Uh, Eventually, yes. For now, I can just you know, yeah, break ties this way. Yeah. If you click, if you click on my scores, you'll see like um the one with the birth. It's actually one point six nine 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 nine. I see. Um, okay. Oh, but you must have a tie because it says that you. Oh, I have no ties because I've broken all my ties. What's your twenty? What's your twenty fifth ranked episode then? The the one I just said the one with the fake Monica. No, you have that as twenty third. No, I have that zero point eight. That's the lowest score. So something's wrong with our spreadsheet then. Uh, perhaps, yeah. All right, we'll have, to look, we'll have to look at that. Yeah, something's busted in the formula. Okay. Um. All right. Are we done? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, oh yeah. You see that it's it, it it is off for those. Okay. We'll figure. We'll figure it out. All right. All right. Um. Let's finish. I go to sleep. Yeah, I just I fixed it. Uh, oh, I need to. I need to. We need to say our um, yeah. So audience score of two point nine. Oh, so the audience was much higher than us. They thought this was like a middle of the road episode twenty. Oh, but still twenty second overall. So the audience, I think that means their scores just in general must be much higher than ours. But I think we probably knew that already, or maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. We'll do analysis at some point. Yeah. Um, zero point eight, one point five overall score of one point seventy three overall rank number twenty five out of twenty five. Worst episode of the show so far. Yeah, um, my average score so far in this show and Friends is a three point two. Yours is a three point two, and the oh, audience. You, sorry, you just completely fucked me up. Okay, what you you like resorted it? I, I yeah okay sorry. Yeah, because I I was just reading the bottom line. Yeah, so all the scores I read are just are, were wrong. No, it's 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 the second least popular episode behind the. It, it's it's only ahead of Fake Monica. Yeah, okay, for, for me and for you and for overall. So everything I read was wrong. So the audience score is three point one eight. Yeah. No. You gave yeah, it a one point six. Yeah. I gave it a one point four. Yeah. All these numbers are the same. Yeah, but that's not what I said. Yeah. No, you you said the right numbers. You just said the rank. You said it was last instead of second to last. Oh, I did. Okay, Everything fine. else I said was correct. Yeah. No, I said two point um, nine. Anyways, right, anyway. the, the, so your average score is a three point two. My average score is a three point two. The, the the audience's average score is a three point two. Oh, interesting. Is, it's just that the audience isn't going to have, because it's an average of a bunch of people, by definition, it's not going to have anything too high or too low, right? Right, right. It's going to hurt. So, yeah. So that's why 2.9 for them is, is really bad, whereas 3.9 for them is really good, whereas, you know, I have a bunch of fives and fours as you and, and then, you know. Yeah. So the one with the breast milk is a 2.06. Um, so it's my, it's my lowest. It's your second lowest. It's the overall second to lowest. lowest. Yeah. Okay. And it's fourth. It's fourth lowest for the listeners. All right. All right well, Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> well, next week, we uh, know where to go but up. Or maybe not. Depends who you are. Yeah, every episode could technically be worse than the one before. Mr. Heckles um, will not be going up. Yes. Uh, well, so you're saying he's going to hell? I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, from what we know about him, yeah. Uh, and so next week, now in between, of course, two days before the episode airs, the O.J. Simpson verdict, and uh, I was uh, parents' friends very upset. <laughs> um, we lost. We lost. What the fuck did you lose? Every day I look in the mail. For Where's my O.J. punishment? Yeah. Um, but it, uh, two days later, on October fifth, nineteen ninety-five, uh, things were bad for Ron Goldman, and uh, they are also bad for Heckles, who will be dead. Um, 
Well, Ron Goldman had already died earlier. Yeah. Yes. But uh, his killer are on the loose. Yes. Um, well, OJ's going to help find the real killer. His family was very upset. Anyway, yes. Heckles will be gone. Um, does Heckles have a family? I don't remember. I don't. I mean, I know who Heckles is, obviously. We've had a few interactions with him. I didn't realize he's gone this early. It makes me a Yeah, sad. same. Yeah. Maybe it comes um, back. But uh, yeah. Apollo Friends, is that, Friends is that kind of show. People come back yeah. from the dead. Yeah. Remember when... When um, Whoa. John's what yeah. the Yankees traded for Juan Soto? Yeah, that happened before we started recording. I had no idea. Like nine p.m. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, um, it's fine. They got John Carlos Stanton, and then he became very bad right away. So hopefully, the same thing will happen. Jeez, here. fuck. Yeah, it's annoying. All right. Um, the Padres' uh, little run of uh trying to compete is uh coming to a, a conclusion with uh with great failure, which is unfortunate because it's going to dissuade other teams from going for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was distracted now by, by baseball and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you upset because you wanted the Mets to get soda or just because you hate the Yankees? I just want the Yankees to get awesome players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, um, I will talk to you next week. Bye. All right. Bye.